one you were listening to and perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work. I got the title right. I'm your host, Pease Del Riz. Um, for those of you who are not new to the proceedings, you know that me getting the name right to the show is an absolute miracle. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Terry Tam. How's it going, Terry? It's going great. I always thought that you got it wrong because we Eagle and I thought you were drinking alcohol every week, but you told us you've been drinking pomegranate water or Not grapefruit water. Not pomegranate, it's uh, grapefruit water. Grapefruit and water, Eagle, so. So, like, Eagle mentioned that uh, it's not good for my teeth enamel, and no. um, I didn't, like, this week my teeth have been hurting, so I don't know if it's psychosomatic or if that's Well, how why. many do you have a week? I have one a night. Like, a full grapefruit with a... You know, a bottle of like uh, Soda Stream carbonated water. Yeah, and that's it. That's my uh, that's my nightly routine. It also helps with digestion. I've been shitting like a champ. Yeah. You see, were- my uh, my significant other works in dentistry, and she will tell you to your face that it's a terrible idea, and you have to go <sighs> see your dentist right away. Eagle, how, how often many- have you gotten your teeth checked since you started dating her? I don't even have to go anymore. She'll do it. She'll be she'll be like, okay, I'm flossing your teeth now. I'm like, all right. Well, one thing I don't have to do tonight. <laughs> And she and she gets in there and starts Seriously, flossing. Seriously, straight up. Oh well, my girlfriend flosses in the middle of meals. Okay. And then she's like yelling, "That's up. not true," but it's it's true. She'll like she'll take <laughs> she'll take a bite and then in, after that bite she'll floss a little bit and then take another. No, but bite yeah, like then... she'll like well, let's say we'll eat, well I'll cook her a steak or something, whatever. She'll start eating the steak, be eighty percent finished. She'll start flossing. But what about Eagle? Can you find 10%? out for me what to see? She'll finish it. Can you figure out? Can you find out for me what's a safe amount of grapefruits to be eating a week? Sure. Google. Produce. I thought I was doing this for my heart. You know, like which <laughs> well, I mean, there's, features. There's pros it's and so cons to everything. There's pros and cons to everything. Like everything in moderation. Yeah. Uh. Definitely. Definitely. Uh. Terry, what you got coming up on week? Literally, off? grapefruits are on the list of the ten worst foods for your teeth by dentists. <laughs> so go. Please, when you please, you tried to you tried to be like healthy. Yes, all, you aged yourself so much in the last ten minutes. Blood pressure, uh, <laughs> something else, old. Well, but that's the thing, like cholesterol. Like, I'm 38, right? Like I'm I'm getting to the point where like you know I'm gonna be 40. Grapefruit is tonight. literally number one on the list. It's literally the worst one. <laughs> so how many can I how many can I consume per week? The pH levels of grapefruits in particular is extremely low, meaning they're highly acidic and can corrode the surface of your teeth and the enamel that protects that surface. When you're eating grapefruit, it's best to chew and swallow without delay. Fruit mulling can also lead to premature wear of the teeth. Another one to watch out for is dried fruit. Peas do eat prunes? No, I don't eat. I mean, you're gonna probably—it's probably the next thing you're gonna your doctor's gonna tell you to eat because you're old as fuck. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) The thing is, like, so like. You know, like, so it's been a couple of years. I've been taking care of myself. And, like, so now I was like, look, let me, let me start doing the things to really watch. number up. six is soda and carbonated soft drink. So you're actually have... having two of the things at the same time. No, no, he's it's carbonated water. It's carbonated uh, water. It, it counts. It doesn't it's, count. It's not, the, it's not like the purchased <laughs> ones. It's, a, it's the one with the soda stream. So it's literally... I have soda stream, yes. And did you put ice in that water? I do put ice in that water. That's also on the list. Jesus ice, Christ. Ice is not good for your teeth? No. What I am I supposed that. to do? <laughs> Just apparently drink something else. Just right. die, please. Just no, I'll die. just die then. Okay, I'll just die. get cholesterol and just avoid the problems. You know what I mean? You're going to have bigger problems trying to avoid things. Yeah, you're going to have bigger problems just trying to avoid things than actually eating them. So just fucking live your life, man. Live your life. 
Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm doing something for my health, and it's delicious. Plus, it's pink, which is awesome. You know, uh, made me happy. And... We need to make a, like a movie cover, you know, like uh, Fast and Furious when he's like, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Obviously. And we need to make a, a cover with you on it. I live my life one grapefruit a day. Mm-hmm. With no teeth. <laughs> with no teeth. <laughs> or just like, just like a transparent teeth, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're there, but like kind of like faded away. We get, Boys, get on that. That's a good one. We'll I don't know about you, but this has been sort of a, a nostalgic, and I, I guess, like, I guess the theme for the beginning of the show is oldness. Uh, but this has yes. been kind of a, a nostalgic week for me. Um, you know, I guess heading into the Masters, it's, it's also a weird Masters because uh, Tiger Woods obviously is not going to be able to play, and this is like famously like his quote unquote his his home course in a sense. Um, but he, so he's not going to be able to play. But they're leaving a seat for him at the table. And I find it's really strange that oh, since he's gone to the accident, into the accident, and, uh, like he turns out he's fine, he's gonna be a great, he's gonna be okay, he should be able to play again, all that stuff. But they've been treating him like he's dead ever since the accident, <laughs> and it's so strange. I don't know it's how to react. It's because golf, golf has nothing to talk about sometimes. Golf, like I love golf, and I, the, the last couple of years I've been following it. I actually watched the Masters last year. I I went back and I watched the last four Masters, like the final day. So like I'm into it, and I want to. I'm gonna watch this weekend. I'm actually well, I'm, playing I'm, golf. I'm on from Thursday. Like it's my favorite. Usually, you know, Eagle and I would would work usually on on uh, Masters weekend. So we, I would. I, it's I haven't been able to watch Saturday and Sunday um, for years, and arguably Friday too. Yeah, Friday. I, Friday I'll watch in the morning though, and like you know, I'll I'll, I'll catch a little bit of it. Uh, but I haven't been able to watch the whole tournament. So this is the first time in years I'll be able to watch the whole tournament. Last year too, no. Last year we didn't have a uh, flag. Well, yeah, last year. Well, it, it didn't happen at the same time. It's true. We did. We did yeah. watch. We did get to the Masters. That, that that is true. And another uh, thing is like, there's not going to be any fans. And, and golf, like I was saying before, golf, they, they always try to like, um, like they need to stay relevant, right? Especially before the Masters, they need to hype it up as much as they can. So all they had to go with was Tiger. What are they going to talk about? How Justin Thomas apologized for saying the f word. How Tony Finau can't crap can't, can't win a tournament. What are they going to say? Is Dustin Johnson going to repeat again? It's all boring storylines. The only thing yeah. they have going is anything Tiger Woods related. It's actually pathetic. Uh, well, there's also uh, you know Bryson DeChambeau is probably going to complain about something. Oh, yeah, so of course that. <laughs> That's always on the docket. Um, so 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 I'm looking forward to the Masters, but at the same time, uh, sort of one of my uh, favorite music, musical artists of all time, DMX, uh, hospitalized. It doesn't look good. It feels like if he survives, um, he's probably going to be brain dead. Suffered from an overdose. DMX famous, famously suffered uh, through addiction for most of his life, despite multiple efforts to get clean. Um, that that saddened me. You know, like this was. I remember again, and this is going to be old guy, old guy podcast for the next few minutes. The guys <laughs> of Steve and, and Zhang probably don't even know who DMX is. That's a good question. Um, we should ask them if they actually know. It's who true. We should. We should actually have like a, right now. We should actually have like an old school listening hip hop party for them and see if, how they react to uh, to G Funk and and associated uh, associated acts. But um, I remember like listening to him, and it was like the first time I heard something like. Even like compared to NWA, that was like the next level of like aggression. That because like NWA was like essentially protest music, right? DMX was just angry and and it, like for a young guy, you know, for his, for a, you know teenager heading into college and stuff like that's that's something that was um, you know kind of fit that that period in your life perfectly. You know what I mean? Or and so it, it kind of made me sort of reflect on, on my past in a in a way I I didn't expect. 
And then, of course, the, the Space Jam, uh, the Space Jam uh, trailer hit as well. And Eagle put up this picture. So, so I know Eagle's not excited for this movie. This picture got me excited. And then I realized, holy shit, I'm already nostalgic for the, the, the big three in Miami. And that wasn't that long ago. But two of those guys are already retired. I, um, to back to DMX is that every time I see guys on motorcycles doing tricks, I think of DMX. Okay. Because? Because, like, Rough Riders Anthem music video. Oh, yeah. it's guys on four-wheelers and stuff. No, it's guys on four-wheelers doing tricks and stuff. The whole music video was that. And the whole yeah, Rough not, Riders not, Anthem. Not DMX, uh, yeah. Eagle. Fucking Eagle, man. Not, not bicycles. St- <laughs> Stick to Pokemon. I don't even know and what for you, the record, we, the reason why I'm not hyped about the movie is because it looks like Ready Player One Basketball Edition. That's the only reason why. It is. It does look very futuristic, I will say. Yeah. It's very, like, biomechanic. It's very, well, but it, I feel like I feel like the original Space Jam. Well, no, it was more cartoony. That's true. Yeah, this is more CGI e than. Well, I mean, it's it's with today, right? It's like yeah. it's today is but, like we have so much technology, and these guys are such geniuses that they can figure it all out. You know. Yeah. But the, apparently, the plot is this Don Cheadle character steals a bunch of Instagram followers from everyone, and okay. so then look, Le- he takes LeBron's son hostage? Question mark. And it's actually decides- LeBron's son, right? I think yeah. so. It's yeah. the one that doesn't play basketball. Yeah, I believe so. It's and not Brian. And good. then for some reason, you challenge the best basketball player in the world to a basketball match. Like at least in the first game, it's the the Toon Squad guys that come up with the idea because they're like, "Oh, these midgets over here, like we're gonna just beat the shit out yeah. of them, right?" And then they don't know, like, "Oh crap, they go stole all the NBA player talent." So fine, there's one over here. But you know, LeBron James is good at this. Why would you do that to yourself? So Stib says he knows of DMX. I don't listen to his music though. That's a lie. I do like X. Go and give it to you. See, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah. So Stib is an old soul. Most famous DMX song. Yeah, Stib is an old soul. Um, but to but the Space Jam is I, I'm gonna watch it. I don't really have that much of like I'm not like running. If D two, if Mighty Ducks came out the new movie, you know what I mean? And what? The show came out, yeah, and I want to watch the show. I haven't just gone around to it yet. But if they came out with a new movie, like a reanimated series of uh, – a remade series of, of Mighty Ducks, I'd legit watch that movie. You know what I mean? Like for sure, 100%. But I'm, I don't know. I'm not running for Space Jam, but I'll watch it. Did LeBron start his own like a production company? Because there's a yes. movie I saw. It's called When You Were Dead or Wish You Were Dead or something like that. It was with Angelina Jolie and a bunch of really good actors. And this is Braun. I guess he's the product. He's the producer. Is it, is it the story of when he left Cleveland? <laughs> uh, no, 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 not at all. That's that's called the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's called the good decision. It was, it was better produced than the decision. Um, <laughs> that's called that's called the right decision. <laughs> um, no, I believe I believe he did. I believe he did. That this has been like a, a move in the works for years. That's why like no one was surprised when he went to L.A. and all that stuff. So yeah, of um, you know, sorry Cleveland, you're just not L.A. It was the first you know thing that. everybody was saying when he signed with L.A. They're like, oh, he's gonna do Space Jam. He's he's in L.A. for this reason. He's also in L.A. because it's like the one of the best franchises in the history of sports, and he wants to be a part of something great. And that and if you want to set up the next stage of your career, like. 
I mean, if we had a, an opportunity for hot sauce sports in LA, we'd probably move to LA. I mean, like that's just what people do for their careers. <laughs> it's all it's the funny time. we say that. Why sports? It's funny we say that we have an unpaid intern that lives like a, an hour away from LA. So in LA, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but is an hour with traffic or just an hour regular? Because if an hour, hour Google search, traffic, an hour Google traffic. search, sixteen hours of traffic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, things that have happened in the past. Let's talk about things that are happening in the now because Terry, it's time for the news. Good thing we can't talk about things that are going to happen in the future. <laughs> or can we? Like I have a I have a bunch of like dollar bets with random guys with the Masters, Abraham Answer, and like Zant Shoffley. Did you see the groups for the Masters? Like the 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 groups that are made for day one? Unbelievable. Ah, Terry, it's the future. <laughs> and by that, of course, I mean the news. It's also um, grammatic. It's like it's in- completely incorrect to say it is the future. Well, but isn't it? <laughs> Didn't I just explode your mind right now? No, but just think of it. It, it, sh- it should be grammatically correct because the end of the sentence is always in the future from when I'm saying it. So, All right. If I was high right now, you would have exploded my brain. But it, if, this is not... a, if this is a football season, that's a good NFL blitz. That's a good NFL blitz. <laughs> um, so the the NCAA tourney uh, finished. We had a great Final Four game. Well, we had a terrible Final Four game as Baylor just, you know, they, they shredded everyone in, in the tournament. Watching that uh, game, I'm like, did, did Houston play in this tournament before? Because one, I don't think I ever watched them. And two, it's like, they're really not that good. They, I didn't like. There's two teams I didn't like going into the tournament: um, Houston and Georgetown. Mm. Houston, I was like, maybe I'm wrong. And then Baylor just hit every three in the world. And then um, Gonzaga, they had this great, exciting finish. Uh, Suggs hit that game winner. Um, I, I love the fact that they didn't even take a timeout. They had a timeout. They didn't take it. They inbounded the ball. Suggs crosses, you know, half court, puts up the shot. Look. We'll say it. It was a bit lucky, but look, you you need to be good enough to be able to shoot the ball with enough touch that if it hits the back the backboard, it has a chance to go in. It's kind of like Kawhi hitting that shot against Philadelphia a couple of years ago, where a bad shooter can't make that shot with or without luck. A good shooter has the opportunity, and that's what Suggs is. He makes a shot, but then. My God, Gonzaga got dr- dragged. Even when the game felt close, it wasn't close. Uh, I saw this guy at the end of the, the like. Why he's like? Why didn't UCLA foul Suggs? Why they let him shoot? That that was that was an actual analysis on Twitter because it's a tie game and you're putting the, the literally the guy who's gonna get drafted in the top three at the free throw line with no time left. You fucking idiots. Yeah, like people are just idiots. People. I mean, idiots. I'd rather make him take a shot from almost half court <laughs> than from free throw line. Yeah, a guy's a top s- five pick, guaranteed top five pick in the in the in the draft. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'll I'll let him I'll let him shoot from half court. Honestly, um, why did everybody should have just like circled him? Five guys on one, just like circled him and just like put their hands up. They, yeah, honestly, he's the guy. He's the guy yeah. taking that shot, right? There's I mean, no, no maybe K- maybe Kispert. I don't think Timmy would have taken that shot. Oh. Um. Yeah, I think Kisper was actually on fire at that point, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, think I guess. Just, but, the like, guy. their main guy is, like, their guy is Suggs. Like, we talked about last week. We talked about two things last week. And both things turned out to be right in different ways. One, we said Gonzaga's secondary scoring is impressive. And that's probably why Suggs gets the shot. Hey, the next thing we said is, Drew Timmy, as fun as he is, is not an NBA player. And on the defensive side of the ball, I love his footwork offensively. I think around the basket... Look, if you can make 
shots on a high clipper on the basket, you're valuable. But he can't he can't guard anybody. And Baylor exploited that. All he knows how to do is take charges. He takes them really well. Yeah. But if you're shooting, if you're if you're rotating on him and shooting threes, he, he can't he can't defend the perimeter. And well, the NBA uh, game is defending the perimeter. Yeah, right? I was gonna write an article about this and ask you guys. There's always like the random guys, like the storylines, and Drew Timmy is like the ultimate storyline. You know, he's the ultimate yeah. he's the ultimate guy that we like to talk about because of the handlebars, and you know, he's looks like he's 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 got a dad bod and he's 19 years old. The best thing is, is we're gonna see he's, this guy. He's for 45. Another, yeah, let's, legit. Let's stop saying he's 19. And we're gonna see this 30, guy for 30, 40, 45. We're gonna see him for another two years. Yeah, because I, I don't. He's a sophomore. Think... Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna leave early to go to the NBA. Like he's not gonna be a ranked top two. Like there's no way he's drafted in the NBA. There's no he way. he he needs to shed like 15 pounds and just or alter his muscle. Yeah, like he he can't he can't move. He can't he can't move defensively. It's a problem. Um, I loved seeing him play, but um. It's gonna be it's gonna be a shame that uh, his his career will likely end in college. His career will likely end in college. Well, is um, it a shame because honestly, that tournament is like that's their their and that's their NBA for most guys. Most guys know that that's yeah. the highest they're gonna go, and that's why a lot of these guys, you know, they cry when they get eliminated if they're in the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen, and they they get eliminated by a buzzer. Like, look at all those guys from UCLA. They were, like it might be their last like high level basketball game ever you know they're gonna have to get jobs and play rec leagues and you know the rec leagues might be competitive you know what i mean but if they're not going to china or europe they might not be good enough if like all those big guys that aren't going to make the nba they're not going anywhere else in the world because everywhere else in the world doesn't really like big guys they don't you know they play more of the small ball so like it's their it's their fucking super bowl it's for them it's the it's what they what they wanted to do their entire life because they know they're not going to make it Absolutely. And before we get into the next topic, we're going to take a quick break because my computer is dying. <laughs> you want to continue, Eagle? I mean, yeah, I guess we can continue in the meantime. While fucking well, Peace gets his fucking uh, uh, charger. I don't understand well, how the, somebody... Uh, the next topics we're going to be talking about are fireable offenses, actually. So would you consider this a fireable offense for Peas? Oh, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. What because is a fireable kind of... offense for us? I guess like being an intern is probably like the the standard right Any, now. Yeah, anything Alex the intern has done is a fireball offense. Uh, we don't really fire anybody around here. We well, had like one blog. We, we had this one blogger who like he wanted to write about basketball, and he reached out to us, and he's like, "Hey, I'm interested." And I said, "Okay, cool, let's do it." I added him in the on the website right away. I added him in the group chats. I did everything, and he never – and every time I asked him, he would even text me and call me and be like, yeah, sorry, I didn't write anything, I'm sorry. And he never wrote anything, and then one day I just decided I just removed him from the blog, from the blogger chat. I removed him from the website. I never heard from him again. It was very so, random. Was this? So, Pete, we had this random we, blogger uh, for basketball, but he never did anything. Luckily, you're not fired for not having your computer charged, so we can continue yeah. with other actual fireable offenses. All right. Wait, like, is that last part on the show though, or are you gonna cut? Yes, this is all live still. <laughs> oh, it's all live. We're still recording. This we shouldn't all be talking about bloggers on the air though. We didn't anyway, say anything bad. We fired. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't drop. I didn't drop names, um, and I didn't say anything bad about any bloggers. I just said the facts. We had this one blogger. He was supposed to write about basketball. He never did. He would call me and reach out to me and be like, "Hey, sorry, I didn't write anything." And then finally. I just decided to remove him from all the group chats because he wouldn't answer and he wouldn't do anything. So that's all it was. I haven't heard from him since. It's been months. And you guys didn't even know about it. That's all. That's how little he did. 
That's true. That's true. It's kind of <laughs> kind of like when you have Adam Gates as a head coach, he does nothing to improve your career. Yeah. That's what we've seen with uh, Sam Darnold. Um, I think Sam Darnold's got some talent, but he's got you know that that quote, of course, of seeing ghosts and the the whole mono thing. Um, you know, there's just so many storylines where he got made fun of. Um, and the fact that he he worked with the most unimaginative coach in the history of the NFL, Adam Gase, uh, he gets a new chance. He gets traded to Carolina uh, for a 2021 sixth rounder and a second and a fourth from tw- for 2022. Um, I actually am impressed with the haul that uh, Joe Douglas was able to get for him from Carolina because he hasn't really done anything to suggest that he's you know an NFL starter. Um, uh, I love the move for Carolina. I honestly, I do. No, I, I disagree with you on that. I think that he's done enough to show that he's a starter. I think that anytime Adam Gase is involved in your development, you have to get a pass. You have to kind of get like, oh, he had Adam. He had, he had Gase. Oh, but, so here's the thing. I, I agree with you that um, he might be better than we've seen. But it's he like also a get out of jail free good. card. Sorry? It's like a get out of jail free card. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He hasn't shown that he's good, but I think that like, he Tannehill, has Tannehill, shown signs. Tannehill had Gase, but Tannehill had moments before Adam Gase where we're like, okay, well, maybe there's something. And then, you know, the contract just got to the point where the Dolphins had to move him because it was going to be too expensive. And he got it. Like, he played well enough to get an extension with Miami, right? Whereas, like, Sam Darnold, look, you're picking third in, you're picking third in the NFL draft. Here's an opportunity to get a quarterback. If you're not convinced, it makes a lot of sense for the Jets. I don't hate the move by, by Carolina because, yeah, you're giving up a little bit. But here's the thing. I know you're already paying Teddy Bridgewater, but we all know the NFL cap is going up next year, right? We know the Amazon money is coming in. We know that they're going to get additional revenue from seats that weren't sold last season but are going to be sold this season. So um, we know that. And we know that Teppers has surrounded himself with a lot of these analytics guys, guys who evaluate um, – talent the same way that he's evaluated things on Wall Street. And he's a guy who makes decisions on value. Now, he puts less value on, you know, will this guy get mono again, but does absolutely put value on, hey, this guy might be a touch better than Teddy Bridgewater. So Bridgewater has been given the permission, if you want to call it that, to, you know, if he wants to be traded to a team for an agent to start talking to people to do all that stuff. But also they said, if you want to try and stay and compete for the job, go ahead and do that. My hot take, I think he's going to be the starter. I don't think Donald's going to beat him in camp. Uh, that's, the thing, though. that's the thing about Teddy Bridgewater, though. It seems like people like him. He seems like he's smart enough that people he understands. He picks up on playbooks really quickly. Uh thing about Sam Darnold is is that he makes all the throws when they don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So well, and that's never matter because he played for the Jets. Exactly. But that's also practice. Where Teddy Bridgewater is more of in-game situation, he can make crazy plays. And and he's he's very smart. But you have you have to see it. So I think that Eagle, I'll disagree with you. I think that Sam Darnold's gonna come out the starter and Teddy Bridgewater might win it like after like week four or five if Sam Darnold has a couple bad games. But it's gonna be like a really short leash, kind of like what we saw with Trubisky and Foles last year. But here's the thing for Carolina, I, and I, I think what they're doing is improving by degrees because I, I, I think whatever research they've done has showed them that they think Sam Darnold is like a touch better than uh Teddy Bridgewater. But like, so what's the best case scenario? You don't win a championship and pick 16th in the draft and can't get another quarterback. Like, I don't I don't understand sort of the long-term goal unless, like, they have plans to make a big trade somewhere down the line. 
uh, it's I think that they're 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 gonna maybe downplay Sam Darnold, not pay Teddy Bridgewater, so they can continue to keep Christian McCaffrey because he's gonna require a lot of money again. So I don't know. It's like I I'm, I like what Carolina. I think Carolina is kind of has a high ceiling in terms of the talent that they brought in. But I don't see either of those guys being the franchise quarterback in the next three years. I think that next year or the year after, they're drafting a quarterback really high. I really do think that. So we'll see. I mean, but it, it's that division is up in the air. I, that division could be won by any of those teams. You know yeah. I mean? Like, they're, like as good as Tom Brady is, there's no, uh, there's no breeze in the New Orleans anymore. There's Carolina. I always, I'm always forgetting the fourth team. Atlanta. Atlanta's mm-hmm. a shit show. And then you have so it's 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 Tampa Bay and I, I think mean, Carolina is a good they were the Super Bowl like what three years ago? Three years ago, yeah. No, but but Matt Ryan is three years older. His arm isn't as strong. The running game is completely gone. Their defense Kyle is gone. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's gone. Well, that's the reason why they would win. And then, yeah. and uh, so I don't know. I just think that that division is like really up in the air. And with the extra game, I I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina can be like a ten and seven and win that division. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, well, we'll see because they, they they did try to take a bigger swing. They they made a play for Deshaun Watson, and then at first the Texans were uh, not interested in making the trade, and now it appears as though the prison system might not be interested in making a trade. Criminal charges filed. Um, well, sorry, not filed, but rather uh, attorney Tony Busby has submitted evidence that will be looked over by a grand jury to decide whether or not criminal charges will be brought forward to Deshaun Watson. Usually, however, when lawyers do this, because the burden of proof in a criminal case is much harder. So, like, the way the way I heard it put best um, was by Carl Douglas. He was one of the, the OJ attorneys. He said, uh, civil suit is like getting to the 50-yard line and playing field position, right? You just need to prove that it's likely what happened. However, when you say beyond a shadow of a doubt, you need to score on 4th and ten. It's not like it's really hard to prove that because that means that if there's any doubt at all, and famously, like Joe, you know, Joe Douglas's career, the O.J. Simpson trial, it was literally the shadow of a doubt where a glove didn't fit his hand. You know, it, it couldn't like that is enough to dismiss a case. And uh, so when that's brought forward, usually it means that we'll see uh, criminal charges brought forward as well. Man, Deshaun Watson. I don't. I w- I'm curious to know what's going through his mind right now. Like, if he's guilty, if he's I like, should have taken the settlement money. Yeah. No, I don't think there was any offer for settlement. I think a lot Watson of these women originally had said, right? He's like, oh, they came to me for cash, and so I'm not everybody though. My name, but I not think everybody. had had this never had he settled the first one, would we have heard of any of this? Because it was I, like I, 14, like at once at first, right? It wasn't just yeah. one and then two. Yeah, but number and three. two and then to fourteen all came after number one was announced. Think about it. It's kind of it, it reminds me a lot of the Antonio Brown situation where he's making a mess in the media and then people, like people he wronged, were like, you know what, fuck this guy. Like, why am I keeping my mouth shut protecting this guy when he when he's acting like a jerk on TV? And like, I, you know me, like I was. I was supportive of Antonio Brown and trying to find a way to play somewhere else. And I was I was supportive of Deshaun Watson using his power to be like, you know what? I don't like working here. Why do I need to stay? Why can't I go work at another company like anybody else? Um, but, you know, then, Is this the last that we hear Deshaun Watson? Is this the last time we're ever going to see him play football? Because he's not playing this year. I don't, I don't year. think, like, if, if this is a criminal charge, man, like, look at, look at what Michael Vick went through and that's not, 
in the same like listen i i know there's people who love dogs i'm not saying people are more sensitive about dogs it's not the same thing it's not the same thing when it's women i'm sorry it's no but people are it's pretty more sensitive about dogs than people yeah, that's a problem. That that that's why stuff it's like true though. Like it's true because people have more of an attachment towards animals than they do about humans they don't know. And and I would Which say is crazy that, to me. I would say Terry that unfortunately there's a percentage of people watching the game of football who have stronger feelings about protecting dogs than protecting women. And that's why we're seeing the reactions you see on Twitter to this case, even though the evidence is growing. It's not getting smaller. It's not getting yeah. dispelled at all. Yeah. Well, well, no, and please I, don't forget about all the masseuses that have come out saying, "Oh yeah, he didn't rape me." Yeah. So like, so Eagle, if um, um, if if a bank robber says, "Hey, I did, look at all these banks I didn't rob," it doesn't mean and all that the tellers come out and write an affidavit about it. Like, oh yeah, he came in, he didn't rob me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah I saw that guy before. <laughs> got a checkbook here. There was no problem at all. Yeah, yeah, I helped him out. I gave him a bunch of coins. It was weird. <laughs> so, seemed like a good kid to me. Um, Wait, he robbed the bank next door. Ah, he's okay, man. Give him a pass. Yeah, come on. He didn't rob our bank. Which is all right. Yeah, it means he's a good uh, guy. The uh, what's it called? So, so he's been um, he's been dropped by Beats, and, uh, and Nike. Nike has suspended their relationship with him, but I, I suspect that they'll be dropping in a couple days anyway. Well, I think that yeah, well, I, I know Nike's gonna. I think Nike's gonna stay until some there's actual charge. Yeah, but like I said, charges Only because of their affiliation to the NFL. Uh, well, that's the thing because because I found it odd because Vose is an NFL sponsor, and I think it's I think it's exactly that Terry because Nike is sort of like an NFL sponsor and they have like sort of general protections as being involved with so many athletes, whereas Beats is sort of like a one-off sponsor. Like they sponsor certain athletes, but they're not like a an NFL sponsor the way Bose is. So I think uh, I think that's why they were quicker to drop him. Did you guys hear the story about the guy from Monster and the MMA fighter's name is Hans Mollenkamp? Did we talk about this? I know I think I, I spoke about it. No. So this guy Hans named I know is a Hans Molman. So his name is Hans Mollenkamp. Hans Gruber, bro. Hans Gruber. Oh, Hans Molman from The Simpsons. Uh, so his name is Hans Mollenkamp, and he's he doesn't work directly for Monster, but he is like a fighter liaison. But he's so what he does is there's only a certain amount of fighters that are sponsored by Monster in the UFC because the UFC you're not allowed collecting sponsors. They have Reebok and Monster; those are only two sponsors. And Monster decides who they sponsor, right? Depending on how much money they bring and all that shit. So this guy apparently at like trains guys, trains with guys, and asks them, "Hey, can I? Can you give me like?" Can I beat you? And I'll record it and post it on my Instagram. And apparently if you don't do this, you won't be sponsored by Monster. And Monster pays like a lot. And they take care of their fighters. So apparently this guy uses like his social media to get people to train with him. And there's like this whole conspiracy theory. It's all being leaked because one of the fighters after his win, Dominic Cruz, he called him out. He's like, Hans Mollenkamp, I want to fight you for all the shit you do about fighters taking money out of people's pockets and all this shit. And it kind of reminds me of that whole thing with both. Man, the Imagine. more I hear about the UFC's business practices, the more annoyed I get. Because oh, no, the UFC has nothing to do with this because the, it's Monster that chooses the fighters. The UFC, well, why can't they, they, know, they know what actually sponsorships? Oh, because they get money from Reebok and they get money. Well, now it's Venom, but they, honestly, it's a little sketchy. Yeah, it's like they were getting like Brandon Schaub has comes. He's come out. He's been super vocal about this. A lot of fighters actually have. Well, Ariel Helwani like, has been. That's one of the reasons he's banned from UFC events, right? Is because he. So yeah, there's been a lot of guys like Stitch. Uh, he was a cut man. He's like with the best cut man in the world, 
and he had a sponsor. He had his jacket was sponsored by Zions. It's like a, a, a supplement company and he wasn't allowed wearing it anymore. And he voiced his opinion and then they fired him. They said, we're not coming back. And it's pretty shitty because a lot of these fighters were making like just off ads on their shorts, a hundred K. And then they're stuck making like 15, 20 K for a fight when they were, and they could have made a hundred K. A lot of them get the envelopes and stuff like that. I'm sure Dana White takes care of them, but Dana White went after this guy though. He went after this guy and he called him out in the media and shit. So, you know, there is this, some, there is that to play with. But yeah, the the fact that the UFC took away sponsors from fighters is a little crazy to me. Yeah. So we've talked about two uh, sort of fireable offenses, right? Uh, as Sam Sam not really fired, but you know, he 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 didn't he no longer has a job he had. And um, Deshaun Watson not fired. He's still actually on the roster. Yeah, but you know, so so if it turns out to be true, we we, we suspect it's a fireable offense. Paul Pierce has been fired uh, from ESPN. Um, so let's just start with this is the uh, the the video that was released on Instagram Live this weekend. Monica, you should be here. You can make some money, girl. Stop playing, Monica. What you doing? If you're in LA, come through. If you're in LA, Monica, come through. You know what I'm saying? I love how he's telling her to come like a random person. Paul Pierce, man, living life, huh? If this was if this is what one championship gets you, apparently. <laughs> Don't, hey, those Celtics they, they they talk like they were a dynasty, right? But they got one. To me, they're like th- the biggest failure of a super team that ever existed, and it's solely because of LeBron James who came and just shat all over their stuff yeah. and didn't let them get to another NBA Finals. Man, Paul Pierce, like honestly, I think ESPN was just waiting for this. I think that if this was Shannon Sharp on Fox, they would have let it go. He would have probably been like well, fined so, or something look, or suspended. ESPN, or ESPN is Disney. They have a code of conduct. I don't think the issue is the strippers and the gambling. It's that he put it on Instagram Live. Like, yeah, exactly. If like everyone knows that's how Paul Pierce lives, right? Like that. There's been stories about him forever, but like you know, it's Shattered not like on sports. Like like if, if Alex the intern is you know playing poker and has strippers, like we don't care. Yeah. But that's we don't work for Disney. You know, we, we don't have a mouse running the show. Uh, we got Terry running the show, so I'd love, it's, it's I'd, I'd love, to, I'd love to be, I'd love to be in a room with Alex, like arguing with strippers, <laughs> giving his sports takes to, to, to strippers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, Tony Romo was not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Cole Caulfield, Caulfield is the here. best prospect of the Canadians you're ever gonna see. <laughs> um, okay, that's nice, but do you want the lap dance or not? <laughs> it's it. uh, hey, fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Um. No, like so. So here's the thing. Um, I never found Paul Pierce to be a particularly good analyst. I will say that awful. A lot of times when you get the Hall of Fame analyst, they say nothing. So he was the rare uh, Hall of Fame analyst who would sort of stoke fires, deliver hot takes, do that kind of stuff, say and that stuff gets people talking, it gets clicks, it gets engagement, it gets all that stuff. So. I can see the value to Paul Pierce, but I can see ESPN being like, you know what? We don't need this. Most people kind of hate him anyway. 
He shot in. He shot his pants in that basketball in that uh, playoff he, game. So he keeps on telling everybody he's better than LeBron. So it's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I think we should just get rid of him at this point. You're better than LeBron, even though like your team with four superstars can beat him and a bunch of no him and Mo Williams for <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's it's actually uh, kind of funny because a lot of analysts who have like the big brain analysis go on TV and then they're told by their producer to like dumb it down for the average person, right? Because if you're talking about you know blocking lanes and the whole stuff, nobody cares about that type of analysis. Right. Like, oh, yeah, these guys are playing hard. They're shooting good. Like it's the usual stuff. So he took that to an extreme where it's like they're playing basketball. And that's his analysis. <laughs> well, but see, so like so here's the thing like Shaq and we talked about this last week, I believe, or two weeks ago, where Shaq and Charles Barkley, they're not there for their incredible analysis. And, and you can find that on, on YouTube, on websites, on 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 Twitter. You can find guys who are sort of the analytics and whatever. Um but those guys are there to entertain, and I think Paul Pierce is in that vein. But they're just well, he's just Candace not as likable as those two, right? Candace Parker schooled Shaq in like X's and O's yeah. a couple weeks well, ago. Well, Candace right? Parker, like, so like, like that's that's that show was specifically a good mix with like D Wade and and Candace Parker, who's sort of like the new school. Even though like D Wade is not that much younger than Shaq, um, <laughs> but you know, Shaq's not there to give the X's and O's. He's there. To get a laugh, he's there to get the viral clips and, and all that. So he's there um, to tell Donovan Mitchell that he's not impressed with his performance, <laughs> which is nonsense. That's so stupid. The guy's one amazing. Of the, one of the best players in the league, MVP candidate probably this year. Uh, Paul Pierce actually posted a response, so let's uh, let's look at oh, that. I, I gotta see this. It's a video. Yeah. <gasps> Yo, just want to thank all my supporters. Want to thank my haters and everything. Look, but check it out. Bigger and better things coming, baby. Don't worry about it. You fall twice, you get up three times. You know, just always remember to smile, baby. So, but I mean, what? So another thing is, is like, didn't he like just like go ghost the entire day? He, yeah, after that, immediately, yeah, and then yeah, he, he just back. like disappeared, right? I like once, I had no, once he was no fired. So, like, so initially there was a theory that he thought that he he didn't realize he was on Instagram Live, but he also told Monica to come through. So I, I I don't think that's the case, uh, but it's who's clear. this Monica girl? Yeah, I know we got, we got to get Monica on the show. I think that's oh the, that'd be amazing if we can get Monica. The that's the key. Um, Already down. Get Monica. Eagle, get Monica. Um, Is it one of those girls with on that podcast that spilled the beans on? Was it the uh, the Hawks? Oh, uh, the, the Suns. The No Jumper podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was that girl Selena Powell and her ugly friend. Uh, what was her name? Yeah, I don't know what her name her was, but she said Monica. that she. Yeah, she blew. She blew all the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, but anyway, Monica. As far as we proud know, of me. didn't go to the party. So, hey, mom and dad, are you proud of me? <laughs> but the, so the thing with uh, the th- so so he, he said that he said two things. He said bigger and better things are are on the come up for him. So he's actually been offered one of the porn companies offered him uh, some money and. Uh, Dave Portnoy tweeted at him to say like, "Hey, come over to, to Barstool Sports," because again, Barstool has a different code of conduct than ESPN. That's always been the case. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, the thing that I found most puzzling, and, and you know me, I, I get sort of hung up on these semantics. He says, "You know, you fall twice, you get up three times. That means that one of the times you fell, you got up twice." <laughs> I, I, and I was like trying to picture, it's like, do you get up and like run up a ladder? Like, what's? And then Did you, you go back down again. So. It still doesn't work. You just live on a ladder then? Like, I don't know. Did you, did you elevate? I don't get it. You did fall you... so badly, you have to get up two floors worth. 
Like you get up on one knee and then you got to get up again like an old man. Like when I get off the couch, you know, like after like a gym workout or like a long night of just lying down on the couch and I get off I'm like, ah, oh, and I have to do like that extra movement. That's what he, that's what he's talking about. The there, old it is, there it is. The aging, the aging superstar Paul Pierce. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, some other stuff's happened in basketball and like, so it's kind of, this is kind of a fun, this is kind of my favorite type of show that we do where we sort of weave in and out of the, the ridiculous. We go from like, you know, um, making fun of Adam Gase to, to some serious talk to making fun of Paul Pierce and we're, we're kind of back to, to serious talk for a second um, Mike, Michael Rappaport get, got into it with Kevin Durant um, and I find this to be kind of interesting for a couple reasons one is that um, Durant kind of learned in real time sort of um, things that aren't necessarily calling someone by a name can still be considered, for example, homophobic or racist or sexist and so on, right? Um, and then Michael Rappaport, then he, the, the only reason we know about this is Michael Rappaport releases the texts the, or, or the DMs, which is something that is also not done. So, I mean, this isn't to excuse Kevin Durant because you, you shouldn't be speaking like this, especially like if you're in the spotlight, you need to know that your stuff can get leaked at any time. And then if you're Michael Rappaport, Man, like, but it's like, it's is there not a better it. way to deal with this kind of stuff? If you're in the circle, you assume the other person in the same circle isn't going to leak your text messages. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's career suicide. But at the end of the day, what did Kevin Durant pay? He paid a fifty thousand dollar fine. Like it's like a hundred yeah. bucks for him. So it's, it's really more, nothing. More that that he's going to be linked with this for a while, right? Like, yeah. Like I don't, I don't. Sure. I don't, I, don't think we're, I don't think Kevin Durant's losing any sponsorship deals because he he no. threatened Michael Rappaport because of the shit he was saying. And Michael Rappaport, I used to like him. After this and after the whole Barstool thing, I don't like the guy. I think that he's an opportunist. He's a fake. Like, he he just yells. He's funny. He has a shtick. I used to listen to his podcast. Listen to I, I used to enjoy it. I don't listen to it anymore because – He's just too he he he's in your face in your face in your face and then he goes on fucking first take and he starts crying or on first take on uh, undisputed what's it called is it undisputed with Shannon Sharp and uh, undisputed yeah undisputed on he goes on undisputed on FS1 and he starts crying because he can't take his dog to the park like the amount of shit this guy has said about people it's it's crazy to me that he is trying to play the victim here you did what you did whatever. You 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 leaked out Kevin Durant's tweets uh, messages. Fine, you you felt insulted. Your wife was insulted. I fine. That's what you're gonna do. Fine, but don't go on TV and start crying because you don't know you can't go outside anymore and your dog Wheezy. Fuck Wheezy. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's ridiculous that this guy is playing the fucking victim when he's the one that starts everything all the time. No, for sure. And 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 you know on, on the Kevin Durant side, um, look when it comes to situations like this. I will say I normally I normally take apologies at face value because who are we to know whether or not someone's sorry? I will say his apology wasn't I'm sorry I said those things. He said I'm sorry you saw me say those things. Yeah. Which is a bizarre bizarre distinction. I don't know why he feels it's important for him to be able to make disparaging remarks that can be, you know, uh, used to disparage gay people. I know he doesn't mean it that way. I don't think Kevin Durant is homophobic. There's never been this. Situ- I mean, he's 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 been accused of this in the past of, of using these slurs on on the court, and he's since stopped. He understood he couldn't do, do it on the court, but it's clear he's still using it in his everyday life. I think. Wait, what was the what was the the, the word here? Uh, well, you know, 
you the suffer F-word? on this and uh, oh, okay, it okay. it's it's like, so like again it's it's the same way that um, it was it was derogatory it wasn't inflammatory or, or to imply racism you don't need to call someone gay or use the other f word to 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 refer to someone uh in in a sort of gay context but he, he did it was it was a lot like um he, he was in in every message there was like a connotation of sucking and so on and so forth so like that's uh that that's kind of where it didn't look great for him sucking like a lot of corks I don't think I don't think it'll cost him sponsorship sponsorships because it's not the the quote unquote gotcha thing and he doesn't have a reputation of like you know uh, distancing distancing himself from gay people or like Tim Hardaway did when he was a player uh, on the radio saying that he didn't like gay people um, you know yeah that was the whole thing he since actually that was a really cool story because in the end he actually sort of became like an ally for not even like you know, uh, not just apologize, but became an ally for gay people, right? So I think yeah. I think if Kevin Durant wanted to actually be serious about this, he would actually do some, sort of similar things, like donate to charities and, and show up at events and stuff like that. Uh, but it's, he also doesn't have to, you know what I mean? Like, if you could just, you know, just chill, just find other insults. Honestly, like, I think, I think Alex- the worst part about all of that, all of the things he says was, well, from Michael Rapport is going after his wife. Listen, okay, saying this, you're going to soak another cork and all that stuff. Yeah. It's every time I say it, I think of that SNL skit. Remember that soaking my corks? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I, honestly, I just think that Kevin Durant just—he's—he's he's a guy, and a lot of guys still do that locker room talk, and it's not—it's not okay. But at the end of the day, the worst part about it was he went after Rappaport's wife, and I think that's a Rappaport got so upset. He's like, I'm going to fuck this guy over. And he fucked him over and he fucked himself over in the meantime too. I think Rappaport's going to suffer huge because of this. All his connections are through the NBA and KD is the NBA. And yeah. like Michael Rappaport is part of that three, that three versus three uh, league. He's one of the owners of Ice Cube. Like Michael Rappaport's involved in the NBA. He's always on Fox. He's always on ESPN. He does all those bits. And he's just, I think he fucked himself here. I think he burnt a lot of bridges. Well, really you know, do. like players won't talk to him anymore, right? So exactly his value exactly. is gone, and it's not like he had much of a value as an actor. So just that. I mean, his his three episodes on Friends were unbelievable. I don't. I never. I'm not a Friends fan. He dated Phoebe for like three episodes on Friends. Uh, he was a cop. Hey, there's your first mistake. You dated Phoebe. You dated yeah, Phoebe. out of all out of all of them, you know. But Phoebe, she's the kinky one. You know, I, I'd be down for Phoebe. She's I don't kidding. know any of the things you guys are talking about. You never watch Friends? You have a I, wife. You never watch Friends? No, we both hate Friends. We tried watching what? when it was on Netflix. And we laughed zero times in five episodes. Are you oh, so? Are you like a, a Seinfeld over Friends, or are you like a? I'm. I wasn't a huge Seinfeld fan either, though I appreciate the comedy more because my thinking is Friends is just people talking in random voices at random volumes, whereas Seinfeld actually has jokes. So the thing about Friends, if you take out the laugh track, it's a lot of it really is funny. Cringe. It's a, a lot of it's funny. Like I will say, like Chandler to me is like he's a funny character. He's I I I appreciate his humor, but if you take out the laugh track, it's not that as funny as people think it is. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing online. Take out the laugh tracks, and you'll see how non-funny these shows are. And it's true. If you really think about it, if there's no laugh track, none of these shows are really funny. The best shows are the ones that don't have studio audiences. Like Modern Family at first was really good. The Office, Seinfeld has a studio audience, but whatever, it's still funny. I don't think it actually had a studio audience. I think studio audience ended with cheers and then it just became a computer. Actually, yeah, it's a lap track. You take out the yeah. lap track. Yeah. Some some were still filmed in front of film, uh, studio audiences. It depends yeah. on the shows. It depends on the show. Like, I, I think it went, from, this is filmed, it went from this is filmed in front of a live studio audience to this is a Miller Boyette production. In That's, the 90s, it's that was impossible. 
in the 90s, it was impossible to even think of a show without having a live studio audience. Like, it didn't, like, what do you mean nobody's watching? Well, people it's at home are watching. Why, why would people not watch it in the studio where we film? Why wouldn't we want 75 people to laugh when we <laughs> tell them to laugh? To indicate when the home audience should laugh. <laughs> it's such a weird concept. It's as stupid as grapefruit being good for you but ripping your teeth out of your face. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Um, so there's one last situation before we get to rapid fire. Um, this is, I was going to teach you a word today, Terry. Ter- Ter- oh, it's I'm been listening. a while since I did this. I'm listening. Catacresis. Oh. Catacresis is a word I learned when I was like 17 years old and I've never used. So you want me it's, to tell you what I think it, what I think it means? Yeah, go for it. Vocabulary hour with Terry. I, I mean, think it, it sounds like catechism, and I had to learn about yeah. Jesus, and that was a waste of time. So is it when something's really stupid? <laughs> so I'm thinking about <laughs> well, catacombs. It's defense is stupid, but go ahead, Terry. What do you think it is? I, I was thinking about catacombs, which is similar to what Ego was going to, or the same line, where I think it's something to do with death and how you are when you're dead, like the, the state you're in when you're dead. Catacresis is uh, someone – it's a situation where someone – uh, uses words without knowing what they mean. Oh. So, for example, you two right now were victims of catacresis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the uh, the reason I bring it up is it's a couple times. We saw this with Myers Leonard uh, when he used the uh, anti-Jewish slur. And his defense was, oh, I didn't know what that word meant. And now Carlton Davis used an anti-Asian slur um, and then apologized and says, oh, I just thought it meant lame. Um, why are you saying things if you don't know what they mean? Let's it's like, like it's like that episode in in signed on uh, the office when he's like <laughs> he's like when he used he used the R word and he goes he's like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that when uh, someone is slow or whatever it means you call your friends that when they're acting the R word <laughs> he's like you call them that when they're acting like it it's like. You didn't get yeah. the point, Mike. No, exactly. That's, but that's exactly <laughs> it. It's like, no, you need you need to understand what words mean before you use words. It, it's a, it reminds you of another Michael Scott moment where he's describing the wine as having an oaky afterbirth. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments of all time. Um, or when he or when he said he's like when I was when I was growing up when you called somebody gay it usually meant that they were lame. Now it means they like men. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize this, but Michael Scott's entire character is based on catacresis. He is a catacrism. He's, he's, he's a catacric. He's a catacrisis. <laughs> I don't know if catacric's a word. Now I'm a victim. Everyone's <laughs> doing it. Um, guys, there was a lot of stuff going on. We didn't even get to, like, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers being on Jeopardy. We didn't get to Jim Nance no longer giving out a tie to the, to the, uh, to the uh, NCAA championships. Uh, the NCAA championship most valuable like player. I don't know why I had. So oh, much I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that was a thing. You used to give a tie, like, but it was almost like you're giving like a 19 year old a tie, but you're like, you know, you're getting as you're getting older and older, your style is not really evolving, and you know, it's not really a tie they would wear. So I'm sure it ends up in their like uncle's Christmas gift. <laughs> it's such a random thing, and it says like from Jim Nance signed. Maybe there's a hundred dollar bill inside. You know, that'd be awesome. Like, well, but then no NCAA you know, violations. It's like that story with the grandmother and how they, she's like, did you read your Bible today to her grandson that went to uh, school? And he's like, grandma, I need some money. Can you lend me some money? She's like, did you read your Bible today? And he's like, yeah, I read my Bible. She's like, okay, come see me when you finish reading your Bible. And then he never reads his Bible. And then at the end, he finds a check for $10,000 written to his name at the end of his Bible. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the same thing. Jim Nance gives a guy a tie with a hundred dollar bill inside, and the guy's like, "Hey, Jim Nance, I need a hundred bucks. You have a like, Did you wear your tie today?" It's the whole thing. It's the same yeah, thing. Same same exact story. So there's a bunch of uncles just with a you know hundred a spare hundred bucks with a, <laughs> no reason for it, just in there. Just like, wow, I got a tie and a hundred dollars for Christmas. Sick. And, man, Shit, I know, nephew. I know my I know my nephew is an NBA player, but geez, that's a nice gift. Eagle, a step rapid fire. Let's All right, go. here we go. Rapid fire topics. Let's start with the first one here. Uh, trashy AF. Uh, so not sure if you guys have noticed, we had MLB opening weekend this last weekend. Yeah, so home then, run in the snow. The first home run of the season was in the snow. It was awesome. Uh, and as well, in their first road game with fans in the stadium since the whole cheating scandal, the Astros took the field against the Oakland Athletics, and fans wasted no time booing them, chanting them, and even threw an inflatable garbage can onto the field. Thoughts? Wait, no, they did a whole season after they did the scandal. Well, they but nobody was in the crowds last season. Oh, the yeah, they only got hit by yes, pitches, but you couldn't have fans boo them, right? There wasn't one stadium that had like limited capacity. Well, no, because it was they were the first sport to come back from. Uh, uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. The, you know, well, them and the NBA, but like to start their season during the, the COVID times. Yeah, you're right. I, I thought this was clever. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of cool that um, fans are are this passionate about cheating. It's just a shame that they're not as passionate about, you know, when cheating happens in uh, in uh, Georgia when they change the voting laws. Yeah, weird. Weird. Oh, really weird. Really weird. All right, next. Uh, Mad City Broadcasting. Uh, in what can be considered a how-to handbook on how to deal with sports radio callers, Cleveland, Br- Cleveland Broadcasting veteran Bruce Drennan had the following exchange with one of his callers. You can just simply pitch around Ramirez. Keep walking him. Don't give him anything to hit. The next guy, the good pitch is down the middle. He won't swing at. Put the balls down around his ankles. He hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Reyes hit in the clutch last year, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an idiot. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm not an idiot. You are an idiot. Listen, you're going to tell me you are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather that proves what an ignoramus you are. Get off our show. Hey, that's it. there's idiot. nothing more Ohio than that guy. All right, <laughs> How mad was this guy when LeBron um, left the second time? Eight, four, yeah, yeah. Eight, four, four, <laughs> um, two, eight, when eight, I see that, so there's two, two things one. I love. I love that the answer to yes, yes, yes is no, no, no. And <laughs> like, if you need to, if you need to explain to like you know someone who's never seen sports radio, can't even consider like what is sports radio. It's literally that. Caller saying yes, yes, yes. The radio host saying no, no, no. And then I love how he's like, the way he delivers "Get off my show" has so much gravitas. Oh, like yeah, yeah. he's so he's so impassioned about. Like I need chest, you to get you know? off the phone immediately. Get off my fucking show. <laughs> Suck my sork my cork. All right. If, oh, if he pulled one. a sork my cork on it, that would have been epic. That would have been, awesome. been, been awesome. Would have lost his job automatic on the spot. Pardon my list. Stephen A. Smith was in midseason form already when he reacted to Classic. ESPN's top 25 under 25 list. Right now. Classic. Let's go further in the list. How do we not have Devin Booker in the top five? 
I, I don't know. How, 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 how do we not have an attack? We He's have, getting better I, and better. Have, have, have you heard anyone on the air rave about De'Aaron Fox more than me? De'Aaron Fox is in, San, is in Sacramento. Almost no one raves about him but me. I love De'Aaron Fox. He's at six. He's ahead of uh, Devin Booker, too. I mean, come on, man. You just you just look at certain things and you're like, Chill. what are y'all talking about? <laughs> what are y'all talking about? So it's not just about Lamelo. It's a, it's several things that are questionable on this list. But Devin Devin Booker, Donovan Devin Mitchell, Booker is Jason being disrespected Tatum. Come here. on, man. De De Come on. Come look, on. Donovan Mitchell's already done it in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, like what an all-time great playoff performance already. But Devin Booker's being disrespected here, straight up disrespected. I wondered for a while early on, is he an empty calorie type of stat dude, right? Like, I can see he can score, but can he do it in the service of winning? He did it for a team that went 8-0 in the bubble. That's balling now. And, Stephen A., we like to compare people to Kobe Bryant a lot in the league. Mamba mentality, Mamba mentality. I'm not talking about the Mamba mentality, but I am talking about his overall offensive game. Like a dude who can do anything offensively to score the ball, I look at Devin Booker. At eight, that's a ridiculous of, ranking of Devin Booker. I'm with you there. One of the few times, one of the few times I'll agree with Max Kellerman here, unless it's about fighting. But yeah, man, like lists. I mean, I make lists all the time. They're fucking useless. <laughs> my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time because I'm always like, yeah, top five, top five this, top five that. Like, there's, I have 17 people in my top five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, you always have a minimum of 10 people in your top, in your top five. Yeah, 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 it's top five at the moment. Like I always say, there's only three good golfers in the world. It's a rotation. You know, yep. there's always top three golfers. It's a rotation, and it's the same thing. And it's. It's like these lists mean nothing. Do do you and I think Lamelo Ball is better than Donovan than uh, Donovan Mitchell and fucking uh, Devin Booker? I don't. Exactly. I, I, do we think it's better like, than Jason Tatum? I mean, Absolutely. I don't. I also don't think it matters that much because they're all really good players. Who's number one of the things I took from it? One, I thought Jason Tatum's been in the league for fourteen years. He must. Yeah, have I was gonna say, isn't he like forty? <laughs> Second thing, um, how like the ESPN? They're the best, man. They, they create a list, and then they have people on the network arguing about the list that they created themselves. <laughs> and not only that, but look at what the list is. It's the, the top 25 under 25, and then Stephen A. is arguing about who's in the top five of the top five under 25. It's, it's just it's a mind-melting mess. Um, and this is how you know that there's a break between college basketball season being over and the NFL draft, because now it's time for lists, ladies and gentlemen. And that's your programming for the next few weeks. Uh, next rapid fire. We don't have a clip, um, but Bruce Almosti, uh, a man who was a not former Raiders offensive lineman, Bruce Campbell, got his ass handed to him by a much smaller dude in a Walmart scuffle. Um, Terry, I think you have seen the clip before. Can you give us oh, yeah. just kind of a walkthrough of what happened? Okay, That's my so bad, by the way. I was supposed to put the clip. I forgot to put the clip. Okay, so this is like six foot seven guy. He's like 350 giant. pounds. He's a giant. He's jacked. And he's just yelling in Walmart to this guy. You don't really see. And then all of a sudden, this guy, like average size, little pudgy, kind of looked like me. He's 5'9", you know. He just comes and puts his hands up, and these guys start fighting. And the tall guy has like the worst footwork I've ever seen in my life. And he gets KO'd like three times in the fight to a guy who throws the worst hands in the world. Do something. Like, I don't see the guy. I'm like, who, are you, who, would, who would want to fight this guy? I know. Black dudes look a little gay. Like, I would run away from this guy. Yeah. 
Like, like where is the guy he wants to fight? And then all of a sudden he's gonna he come right up. He's gonna come out here. This dude looks like he got hands. This nigga looks like he got hands though. Yeah, look, 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 look. He doesn't look like he has hands. There's one. There's one right there. One right there. Oh, oh, bad luck for big boys. Oh, oh bad luck for big guys, man. Anybody that says size matters, they have little penises. There we go. And this is why I don't go to Walmart. That, that, right, that's why next. you don't go to Walmart. That's profession. why I don't go, Terry. That's why I stay away. We have, uh, I, I love the name you prefer this one, Peas. Sign Macaque, because that's apparently a title that was allowed for our airwaves. Uh, Erling Haaland was stopped by the game's linemen so that he can get his John Hancock. Let's take a look at the clip over here. Erling Haaland's autograph after the game. Look, I know he's a, he's a superstar footballer. Everyone's talking about it. But do you want officials in Champions League games? Oh, it was in the tunnel? To the answer, no, Jake. Yeah, I, don't, I don't hate it as much but anymore if it's in the tunnel. Getting, That's um, okay. I thought it was on the field. If it was on the field, I'd be like, "What the fuck's this guy doing?" I saw, I saw so many. I was like, like I went down the rabbit hole on this on Twitter, and soccer Twitter is—you got to get over yourself, soccer Twitter. You're oh the no, they—they they are the most—they are the most righteous group of people. You couldn't get one person being like, "This doesn't matter." Everyone was like, "This is a, an atrocity of the game. He should never ref a game." Like, oh my god, are you serious? Holland, Holland is like one of the best young guys in the, uh, like in the world right now, and it's probably common knowledge. It's probably it's probably very likely that this guy has a son who's ten years old that loves this player. Yeah. It might be his favorite player. So he's like, hey, my son's a huge fan. Can you sign this random piece of paper I have? Like, now, that's all I'm asking. If I'm if I'm a ref, what I do is in the next game when I give someone a yellow card, I ask him to sign it immediately after. That's the way you do it. That's the way. All right, boys. And last rapid fire for today. We started rapid fire with a trashy AF. We're going to end with something that's trashier AF. Um, we consider ourselves pretty open and liberal and sex positive. Um, but here's a picture of a guy eating someone's ass out in public. And also that there's a shit stain on her uh, panties. Yeah. Say. So it's not, so. I mean, it's like a leotard kind of thing. And you don't see it there. But like if you watch the whole video and you pause it, you see like the part that was in her ass is full of brown stuff. And listen, hey man, he's doing the Lord's work. man. I'm a big guy. I know sometimes you can't reach down there. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like you got to, but you got to fight. You got to struggle, man. You got to like get the sanitation wipes. Maybe get some Lysol in there. Get it maybe all up. A bidet. a bidet would be unbelievable. Yeah. But you got, you, you got to do the work. Sour handle. I love that. St- I and love listen, that. I'm not going to lie, man. I've had a few track stains, track, track, track stains in my life, track marks in my life. You know what I mean? Recently. Mm-hmm. But you got to make more of an effort, especially if you're on a date, you know? I, and especially I, if you're willing to let a guy eat your ass in public, I think you should do a little bit more. I mean, and for the are guy, you really surprised, though, because that level of trashy, is that really what you're worried about? Well, Eagle, also, Eagle, this Eagle, guy is a complete again. fucking moron. He's like an open space. Yeah. He's like, oh, behind yeah. this fence, nobody can see you. It's a fence. Eagle, <laughs> Eagle, bring up the picture. I love the expression. Like, the expression is, he's actually shocked that he's being seen in public, in broad daylight, in a parking lot. But how did the conversation happen? It's like, hey, uh, think I can eat your ass up against that fence over there? 
She's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, I got, I, I might have a stain down there, but just move it to the side. Good to uh, go. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the steak we just hammered is kind of runny, so it's running right through me, but that's up to you if you want in. Yo, yeah, babe, yeah, sure, I'm time, down, I'm down. Let's go against that fence. Nobody can see you. And that's how we end rapid fire this week, boys. Fucking idiots in this world. Idiots. Well, eat my ass. Thank you for everything (laughs) you've done today. Uh, Like I said, it was a fun show. It was some serious, some some laughs. It was a good time. Uh, Thank you for everything you've done. Uh, Eagle, thanks for all the production work you've done. Uh, Thank you for saving my teeth. I, I... I never have tooth pain, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and now I know. This is awful. Um, I'm really sad because I really enjoyed my nightly grapefruit drink. Um, That's gone by the wayside. So thank you for the information. But most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. Get Pronamel. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Every morning. Pronamel every morning cures your problem. Don't bring it down. Not at Walmart, though.